0: scholars, young and old. Welcome to the maiden voyage of the innovative podcast with the innovative prof, Matt Marino. In the debut episode, we're going to touch on the importance of organization within academia and discuss two tools I use for these diggo and LiveBinder. Additionally, tools and strategies will be discussed related to developing a web presence for you as a professional and how you can promote yourself online. Firstly, organization difference in higher education compared to regular day life. Organization goes beyond grouping Things together or declutter. Educators by nature are part teacher, part researcher part counselor, and part presenter. We teach classes, we grade, we read a lot, we write a lot, we advise students both in and out of the classroom, and we attempt to disseminate our research at conferences in addition to writing for journals. And yes, sometimes we actually sleep. Organizing journal articles we want to read, supplemental resources for our courses, and even our thoughts can be a daunting task. Luckily, there are two tools which can make this task a reality. One is Digo, D-I-I-G-O, founded diggo.com, and the other is LiveMind. Found it, LiveBinders. Both tools are free to use and allow for the organization of bookmarks of website, images, PDF files, and text and notes. When deciding on which tool works best for you, it is necessary to consider two main questions. Does visual appeal matter? And do you need to use the tool on a mobile device? If the answer to either question is yes, the tools for you to use is LiveBinders. LiveBinders, once complete, looks aesthetically pleasing but also requires more work to create a finished product. LiveBinders' help section is extensive, providing details on how to add all content. LiveBinders is in essence a digital file folder with tabs, shelves, and many other embedding tools to put everything you want in one place. Additionally, there are apps to use LiveBinders on your phone and iPad. You can also download an entire LiveBinder. In theory, you can create a live binder for each of your individual classes, research projects, and conference projects. DIGGO, on the other hand, is much more direct. In essence, DIGGO is an online bookmark manager. Rather than having to store everything in your web browser, you can store everything in your library on DIGGO. Rather than putting items in a binder, you tag your resources into appropriate fields. For example, I have tags for financial literacy, journals, ed tech, and course numbers for resources specific to a course I teach. Instead of potentially creating a new binder for each topic, everything is all in one spot, broken down into topics. LiveBinders requires you to do the organizing while DIGGO organizes for you based on your assigned tags. So now that you've organized your bookmarks, files, and thoughts using either DIGGO or LiveBinders, it is important to create a web presence. To quote George Feeney, the fictional teacher from Boy Meets World, Gutenberg's generation thirsted for a new book every six months. Your generation gets a new web page every six seconds. And how do you use this technology? Well, websites are a valuable tool in communication. The answer should be to demonstrate to the academic community what you have to offer. The best method is to create your own professional website. However, this can be a difficult task for those with limited web acumen. Hopefully, by providing a roadmap, I can help. The first consideration needs to be what company you will choose for your web hosting. When deciding on a web hosting company, the first consideration needs to be given to what you intend to do with your website and how much storage you need. If you intend to sell items directly through your website, such as books you've written, you'll need Cart32 software which can cost you more per month on hosting. If you are in a field like computer science, where you intend to store a lot of data sets on your website, or if you intend to create course blogs and store data and files associated with all your courses online, you're going to need more storage available, which again, could cost you more per month on hosting. Comparison shopping is a must here. Once you have settled on your web hosting company, you need to purchase your domain. Domain resellers have widely varying costs for purchasing domains. The only consistent pricing within this sector is the longer you purchase your main domain for, the bigger the discount you receive. For example, if you buy a domain name for one year, it might be $10 a year. But if you purchase a domain name for 10 years, it might be $7 a year due to the discounts offered. Keep in mind, tax is usually charged as well as ICANN fees. Your domain name should be something which clearly defines you. Your personal name, your nickname in the field, and so on. Then once you buy the domain, purchase the hosting, and you're ready to start developing. Next, you need to decide how you're going to set up your website. Will you use a static website where nothing changes? Will you use a dynamic website tool to do a lot of the coding for you, like Joomla, Drupal, or WordPress? If you have no web design skills, the best choice is to use WordPress, which requires no knowledge of web development, and your web hosting company will be able to walk you through installation and setup. Then, you set up your theme and go from there. Lastly, what will you put on your website? On mine, I have blog posts available for viewing on my homepage I have written over the years. In addition, there is a sublink called blog, which lists all of my posts with a link to them. I also have specific web pages listing my conference presentations, networks I'm a part of, professional experience, publications, specific resources I have, which also lists my diggo, teaching experience, and my teaching and research statements. Additionally, I have course blogs set up for all the courses I have taught over the years. Other common items I have seen on professional educator websites include data sets and software they've created service to their community, information on current projects they're working on, and information on the research scholars that they have created through their teaching. What you have on your website and where is a decision all your own, but keep in mind you want to build a clear presentation of what you're doing academically and how it ties together. You have a web presence now, so how do people find you? The first thing you can do is post your website link to your LinkedIn account. All your professional connections will now see your web presence. However, this is the bare minimum. Common social media tools can be used to promote your digital presence. Twitter allows you to connect with individuals within your field. On your Twitter account, you can simply send out links of your publications, retweet interesting reads you found, or even set up hashtags for your classes to get specific information to your students. You can also create polls, and lists to organize your information and thoughts on Twitter. Additionally, you can share inspirational messages. While Twitter allows you to create a textual account of your professional roadmap, Instagram allows you to create a visual roadmap. Instagram should be where you promote pictures of you at conferences, you teaching in the classroom, you winning awards, your professional service to your university, and more. Instagram can show you in action for a short time. While Instagram shows you in action for a short period of time, YouTube can provide students and current future employers an idea of what you look and sound like in action. Some educators I know will record their lectures using screen capture software on their laptops and upload them for students. This generally is geared more towards students as it is a visual representation of what an instructor is doing within their lecture lecture, with their audio dubbed over it. The more common, though more expensive, approach is to use a tripod and record you specifically teaching. This approach actually has three benefits. First, students have a visual refresher of the concepts approached within a lecture. Second, even though students are technically not being recorded, Having the video recording device in the classroom assists in classroom management as students are afraid to be caught on camera doing something wrong. Finally, the recording provides an artifact or a teaching demo for any future potential employer. Please be sure to check with your university about their policies before recording your lessons as some institutions consider their curriculum as intellectual property. These social media options also give your students a voice. Tying all of these items together is necessary for cross-promotion. Make sure your Twitter promotes your Instagram, your YouTube promotes your professional website, and so on. Ideally, your professional connections will want to follow you everywhere based on what you have to offer. Building your professional presence allows people to find you. Thank you for spending your time with me today, scholars. In the immortal words of Billy Joel, life is a series of hellos and goodbyes. I'm afraid it's time for goodbye again.